Good morning, beautiful people of God. You're listening to Sunrise with Shona on Hot 1027. It's wonderful to be back with you again this morning, and I hope that you are warm and well and that you're coping with the load shedding. Now, I wonder if you've ever been given a name, and it's an unfair name. You've done something perhaps only once, and you've been labeled for the rest of your life. Because I feel that's what we've done to St. Thomas, where we call him Doubting Thomas. The minute I say St. Thomas, even kids in Sunday school will say to me, Doubting Thomas. And it's for the one mistake he made of saying to the other disciples, I will only believe that Jesus is resurrected when I can see it for myself and when I can put my hands in his side and feel it for myself. And today we are celebrating the Feast of St. Thomas. I want to begin by looking at the readings that were set for this feast, and I think they were deliberately chosen, I'm sure they were, and they all point to God's restoration, which obviously when we look at Thomas was important that God restored him. And it talks about how when we are deprived, when things go wrong, when we face challenges, we may lose things in the short term, but God always restores and blesses us. So the Old Testament reading is from Job. We need to remember what Job has been through. He had lost absolutely everything because Satan went to God and said, well, your servant Job is only faithful because you bless him so much. Let's test him. And God apparently allowed him to be tested and he lost everything. His family, his possessions, his status, and his friends are what we call Job's comforters. I'm sure you've all heard that because they don't really comfort him. They keep saying to him, you must have done something to incur God's wrath. Now at the end of Job, Job meets with God, and this is Job's response to God that we see in chapter 42. Job says, I know God that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. Isn't that beautiful? I know God, in spite of everything he's been through, that you God can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. You asked God, who is that that obscures my counsel without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. And then in verse 5, Job says, My ears have heard you, but now my eyes have seen you. So that's how Job eventually, after this whole long journey, responds to God. And we know that Job is blessed abundantly for his faithfulness. Now, it reminds me perhaps of St. Thomas, where he says, I need to see for myself. I need to feel the holes for myself. Job says, I had heard you, but now I see you. So Job is rewarded far more than he lost. The psalm set for today is Psalm 126, and I don't have time to read it to you, but you're welcome to go and read it yourself. And it's about the exiles returning from to Zion and how God blesses them and how they rejoice and how other nations said, Look what great things God has done for them. So in other words, they were in a testimony then to other nations for the blessing of God in spite of the great hardship they had been through. And for me, it's all about restoration. Much the same as Job. The Israelites had lost absolutely everything and God restores them and they rejoice. In Hebrews 10, we have Paul writing to the Christians or the followers of the ways they were probably called at that time, and they were being persecuted for their faith. And in verse 35, we read, So don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Now, instead of confidence, we could perhaps say faith. Don't throw away your faith. Remain steadfast. It will be rewarded. You need to persevere, says Paul, so that you have done the will of God and you will receive what God has promised. Again, we see, God restoring, God blessing, 
when we persevere through adversity. Now, I think it's quite a good message for today because people are going through adverse situations. I know that perhaps more than most because people come to share. That's one of the privileges of being a priest. And you see the suffering of people. And I think it's very important for us to hold on to these readings where we see that we need to persevere, remain faithful because God is always faithful and God will see us through these times and then bless us abundantly. So for me, the message is clear. All of us are going to have challenges in life. Job had it, the early Christians had it, the early disciples had it. And it's important for us then to just persevere through it and our faith will be rewarded. Now, before looking at the Gospel reading, first on the Mighty Hot 1027, this is my desire. This is my desire on the Mighty Hot 1027. Good morning, this is Reverend Shona from St. Mark's Anglican Church, and today we're celebrating the Feast of St. Thomas. It's really good to be back with you, and I did ask right at the beginning if any of you had been given a name that was perhaps unfair because you had only messed up once, and yet that name sticks. And of course, we all know that Thomas is known as Doubting Thomas. So I want to look now at the gospel reading set for today, which is John 20, 24 to 29. And this is exactly why Thomas gets his name. Now Thomas, called Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said, unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my fingers where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe it. A week later, Thomas gets his chance. He's with the disciples in that same house again. The doors are locked and Jesus comes and stands among them and says, Peace be with you. Then he turns to Thomas and he says, Put your fingers here. See my hands? Put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas answers with that beautiful thing. And I I keep saying we need to just say that sometimes to God. My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Because you've seen, you believe. Blessed are those who have not seen and believe. And of course, Jesus is talking about you and I. And it ends with Jesus did many other miraculous things in the sight of the disciples, but we've only recorded a few so that you could have faith. My Lord and my God. That is how Thomas got his name, Doubting Thomas. I do feel sorry for him because it must have been hard to believe all those thousands of years ago that Jesus appeared to the disciples behind locked doors For us, I think we've had thousands of years to get used to the idea, but for them, it must have been quite difficult to believe. And so that's why I say it's unfair that Thomas gets that name, because I hope I wouldn't have been him, but I think I might have been. I need to see for myself. What struck me as I read it is that God doesn't punish Thomas at all for questioning and not believing the other disciples. God allows Thomas to feel and to see and for his faith to grow. God meets him where he is. Jesus might have been a little bit harsh when he said, you know, you, you have seen, therefore you believe. Blessed are those who will believe who have not seen. But he meets him in that place where he needs his faith to be, to be grown, where he needs um, to be met with Jesus. And so I think that sometimes when we go through doubts, when we go through hard times, when people say to me, where is God in all of this? I say God will meet you in that space. You just need to sit quietly and wait, and God will be with you. Now, what else do we learn from St. Thomas? I'm going to look at that just now, but first on the Mighty Hot 1027, 10,000 reasons to bless the Lord. And I once started a book where I wrote down each day something that God had done for me. And I promise you, you can easily reach 10,000 reasons to bless the Lord. Enjoy. 10,000 reasons on Hot 1027. Good morning. 
You're listening to Sunrise with Shona, and it's really good to be back with you again this morning. We've been looking at St. Thomas, and I've looked at the reading from Job right at the end of Job, um, where we see Job saying to God that my ears had heard you, but now I've seen you, and um, where God restores Job. We've looked at Paul writing to the Hebrews. We've looked at a psalm where the Israelites are restored after they've been in exile. And then we looked at the gospel reading where Thomas gets his name Doubting Thomas. And as I said, I don't think that's fair because he goes on to do amazing things. So for me, when we look at St. Thomas, we look at God's restoration as well because God uses Thomas mightily. So we do know Thomas was known as Didymus, which means twin, and we know he was one of the 12 apostles. Thomas is also known for the Christians in India as the patron saint of India. And according to tradition, he traveled outside the Roman Empire to preach the gospel, traveling far south in India, in fact, all over India. And it's believed that he headed to India in 52 during the Common Era and was martyred in 72 Common Era. It is believed that Thomas and Bartholomew were assigned to India and Parthia. Now, according to some, Thomas left northwest India when an attack threatened. I mean, I think we forget how difficult it was in those days. There were attacks from all over, threats from all over. And it's believed that Thomas traveled by boat in the company of a Jewish merchant. And wherever they docked, wherever they went, up and down rivers, even in Arabia, Thomas preached the gospel and put people in charge of the early ministry in these places. He may even have taken a trip to China, according to some. Now, we're not sure exactly where he was killed. Depends what tradition you follow. There are quite a few people who claim that he was killed there. But it's very clear that he was martyred for his faith. So what do I learn from St. Thomas? The first lesson for me is loyalty to Jesus, even in adversity. And we see this first in John eleven sixteen. Jesus' life is at threat. And Thomas says to the other disciples, Let us go also that we may die with him. So right in the beginning there, Thomas is saying, okay, so our master's life is being threatened. We know that he's in danger. We will keep going with him. So he has the courage of his conviction of who Jesus is, and he's prepared to go to his death for Jesus. So he's loyal and shows courage. And we need to be willing to sacrifice absolutely everything, actually, for Jesus. We must also be willing to learn and question. And I think For me as a teacher, one of the things that was so important is that people were open to learning. If they were open to learning, you could almost teach them anything. And I know some people battled with maths, but if they were open, it was quite easy to teach. John 14, 1 to 4, Thomas is the one who questions. And Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. Remember John 14, I use it quite often. Let not your hearts be troubled. Trust in me. Trust also in God. And he says, Right, He goes on to say, you must go where I am, and you know the way. And Thomas is the one who's prepared to stand out. The others are silent, and Thomas says, but Jesus, we have no idea where you're going. How can we know the way? And Jesus, of course, said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But for me, what's important is that Thomas didn't have pride. He was humble enough to say, I actually have no idea what you're talking about, Lord. Please explain. And I think sometimes we need to be in that space where we are teachable. A teachable spirit, I think, is what I'm talking about. Then number three, we need to have faith and believe even when we can't see. And when we have that faith through persecution, through hardships, through challenges, we will be blessed. Jesus' words, trust, believe, have faith. 
Then fourthly, we need to continue doing the work regardless, and Thomas did that. He continued through all the adversity. And fifthly, we might make a mistake. We might have a moment of weakness. We might sometimes um, doubt for a moment like Thomas did, but we cannot let that define us. It doesn't define us. In fact, not even just can't let us. It doesn't define you. So please, if you've made a mistake, that's what Jesus says. As far as the east is from the west, that's how far I set your sins from you. We can go to God. We can repent. And God will remove those sins from us. And so if, we've, if you've made a mistake, and all of us mess up from time to time, just go to God and let go. Um, don't do it again if you can help it. But let's remember that we are human and Jesus died on the cross for us and so we can ask for forgiveness and we should not allow that to define us and prevent us from doing further work in the kingdom of God. And so as we celebrate St. Thomas's Day, I pray that you have a wonderful and blessed Sunday. May God bless you and your family in this coming week. May you be kept safe and I pray for God's anointing upon you. Thank you so much for listening. To wrap up this morning, consuming fire. That's one of my favorites. God bless.